I can count the number of Manchester United fans I like on like one hand. I only need three fingers actually. And now I'm gonna have to use the fourth. Our guest on Key Africans Unlocked this week is Chishala Chidoshi Jr. aka Gesh Groove, the DJ. The DJ. I can't believe how Siamese that the soul I am with this guy. Um, his taste in music is very similar to mine. His approach and philosophy to giving back to the community something I can totally relate to. Very inspiring dude. We sat down together while he was in town, briefly doing something for um, one of his many businesses that he's involved in. And we managed to steal a little bit of time with him to get this out of him. The thing goes... <laughs> you know, I'm telling you. You play that against anyway. Yeah. You got to emphasize it. You done. You done know. Know. That's like exclamation point after the perspiration Perspiration Links effect. Links effect. in the video he had a face cloth, man. He wipes himself with a face cloth and then throws it down. Perspiration Goodness. I've been laughing at how people have misconstrued his whole thing of I, I think some people didn't know that he's a comedian. Yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah, he has yeah, that yeah. background and what he's doing is not you know there were people who got upset about him going in the booth for that uh, BBC One Extra thing. Really? Find the booth because there were artists who were saying, I've been trying to get onto this show forever. Yeah. Yeah. And then this guy just comes along and you give him whatever. They some of them actually thought he was an actual legit hip hop artist given. Wow. They don't realise that all of this just started as a You know all this stuff. joke. Mm. It's just for laughs. It's not even. But there's money in it now. Yeah. yeah. It's like Ali I mean, G. now people are even doing. Yeah, yeah, like Ali yeah. G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are even doing responses now. Shaquille O'Neal's thing and. I heard about that just now. I just like it. Is it? Not, not that it's right. Yeah. Anyway, maybe we will touch yeah, on it. We'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. We'll touch <laughs> on it. things to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, let's kick it. How are we doing for sound over that time? Sound is good. We're ready. Oh, have we recorded all of this? Yeah. We're going to throw it on. All right, it's Key Africans Unlocked, as always. Uh, Chilu, welcome. Zubs. I don't know why I need to welcome you to your own show. <laughs> I'll <laughs> take it. I'll take it. welcome you to your own show. Um, more importantly, DJ Guest Groove, welcome, bro. Thank you, Zubs, and yeah, yeah. Chilu as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good to have you here, bro. Thank you so much for uh, making the time. Nah, it's, it's an honor for me, man. It's a pleasure. I'm, I, I feel quite chuffed. Is it? Yeah, I'm yeah. Invited for yeah. this, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Why are you here? Why, what are you doing in South Africa? Um, I came in uh, um, Thursday. We had a show on uh, Saturday. Nice. Uh, at a News Cafe in Randburg. So it was actually a DJing gig. So I had to play for Zambia's independence. But it was uh, not just for Zambia. So a much wider crowd as well. There were so many people of different nationalities who showed up that day at uh, the event. It went down really well. It was very, very good. So that was Saturday. And then yesterday, uh, my, I take my radio show on the road. So mm-hmm. I have an outside broadcast unit. You know, these days with technology... You don't need much. I just carried a couple of things, some branding material, mm-hmm. set up at Katusha's in Branston yesterday, mm-hmm. invited a lot of people who came through, mostly Zambians, obviously, who wanted to speak to people back home. So we had a live broadcast yesterday, mm-hmm. radio show for four hours, old school music, as usual. Being old. So, yeah, did, <laughs> and having been to school. You know, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so did that yesterday uh, uh, in the afternoon and then had a little impromptu mini party after that where I went onto the decks and did another 
uh, impromptu set last night. It was really fun. That's beautiful. I'm, I'm glad. I'm sorry. I want to start a war right, right from the start. So, yeah. so Gesh, international DJ, radio station owner, lawyer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you were like chairman of the Man U football club or something, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, and, you yeah so, so starting war. This, this is an Arsenal like hardcore fan. So. I saw you coming in wearing red, but yeah. then I also remembered. Nah, I saw him on his Twitter account. Yeah. The banner had you doing, I think it was at Old Trafford. Yeah, I was at Old Trafford. You were at Old Trafford, and I was like, yeah. man, he got it right with the color. <laughs> <laughs> he just chose the wrong red. The wrong red. You could have gone red for an Apache. Yeah. No, you could have gone no, red so Liverpool fan, even. Not to worry, uh, you have my sympathies. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Commiserations. <laughs> Listen, today, at this moment in our history, I'm willing to take that because you guys are doing good. So congratulations on your team doing good. <laughs> not yet For there, now. Not yet there. Is it? Yeah. Not is there more there. to come? Yeah, there's, uh, I, there's room for improvement. Okay, okay. So right. not yet there. I'm not a satisfied uh, fan right now. Can I tell you why? Yeah. Jose Mourinho, bro. <laughs> no, he's, you gotta let that guy go. Okay. No, 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 no. No, you let keep him. That's the only reason I'm him. supporting. Anyway, let's 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 let's. <laughs> nah, let's nah, nah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say my final Jose Mourinho point. Then we move on. Okay. As a guy who understands what it's like to have a manager that needs to move on, <laughs> and yet here you are. <laughs> you gotta let that guy go. It's time. It's no, time it's, for it's, new it's, blood. It's too oh, soon. Right. It's too soon. It's too soon. Okay. You well, should be the ones talking about your. How many Come years on. later? 20 more years for that man. 20 more. <laughs> and Mourinho yeah. must fall. Guess you want to go back to when... Because obviously you, you've been DJing for forever. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, if, in fact, let me, let me just segue. The first time I heard of Gesh mm-hmm. was from my elder brother, um, Stwala. And I was still at boarding school. Stwala showed me a photo of uh, him near the DJ decks. Mm-hmm. And Gesh was there. And uh, Stwala won't want me to say this, but I mean, Stwala had like a drink in his hand and Gesh was busy doing his thing, not even like posing or smiling for the photo. It was just one of those like photo bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Photographer, do your thing. (laughs) But yeah, he told me, no, this is a legend, et cetera, et cetera. That was like 1991. Mm. Or wow. so somewhere, yeah. Must have been somewhere. Yeah, must have been the 90s, 92, yeah. somewhere there. Must have yeah. been, yeah, it must have been yeah. about 92, 93. Yeah. Yeah, so, where, where, did, where, did, where did your passion for DJing kind of start? Um, it, it, was, it was accidental. I just was, uh, I loved music. So, that for me already was, uh, was it. And I had started collecting music. By then, we only had cassettes. Mm-hmm. So, used to have my ghetto blaster and my tapes even used to sort of color them and remove the covers off them and add colors for my my tapes then i used to collect a lot but it all started with my parents first of all buying records they used to buy records in the flat we used to live in at the time in south london when we were kids they used to bring in records and would have sundays where was music after church my dad would pull out the johnny nashes and the clarence carter records and start playing those and we would start singing along mm. so it, it just became the whole the whole house was musical so we all loved listening to music, my siblings as well. And then we got into this whole top of the pops thing, watching all of that and dancing. And we started creating little routines at home and saying, this is what we'll do to this song. Yeah. It all started like that. But by the time I got to boarding school and I was playing music, a couple of people picked up on it and said, this guy has got a, a keen you know, ear for good music and whatnot. So I became the school DJ. And even then, that was just vocational. It was not anything taken seriously. But where it became... A business is when I was uh, in law school at the time and I'd gone back uh, to the UK and I was in law school when people started saying, come and play music at this party, we'll pay you. And I was like, why? <laughs> why do you want to pay me? I just, I enjoy playing music. They're like, no, we need to pay you. 
come and do this, et cetera, et cetera. We'll sort out A, B, C, D. And it started with my, my cousin is the one who really encouraged it. And my sister, my sister and my cousin, K Boogie's older brother, Chandanjelesani, uh, I have to give him and my sister credit. When I came home for holidays, the first commercial gig I did was in 1993. And I was home for three months at that time. And I'd had a stint on radio in, in Zambia. And then they did this gig for, they did every, I was not even interested. They did everything. And then I just showed up and played music at this thing. And I was paid a lot of money and I left and went back to school. And I was like, oh, you mean you can actually do this? And wow, the crowd really loved it. And you mean you can make money from it? Now, what beats doing something you enjoy and then getting paid on top of it? So, yeah, that's the ultimate. That yeah. was it. Mm. That is that the ultimate. It. I mean, <clears throat> it's weird because when you start out trying to pick a vocation or a career or whatever in life, you think to yourself, A, I want to enjoy what I do. B, I want to make money from it. Yeah. And then when we rise up as, as young people growing up and we get educated, we find ourselves getting into weird studies where we think we're going to enjoy it and we think we're going to get paid. Like I did a BCom. Yeah. I studied a Bachelor of Commerce degree in Information Systems and Economics, yeah. and I ended up being a rapper. Yeah, look at that. Eh? You know what I mean? I ended up going out and rap. You went and studied law. You did the whole thing. I mean, you were cross-continental with it. You were out in Europe doing, doing law. Your journey in the law fraternity has been the real deal. You finished the whole thing. No, I did. I, I even was called to the bar, and I practiced um, for about nine and a half to ten years. I was mm. actually a serious court-attending uh, lawyer, and I enjoyed courtroom and all of that. But even while all of that was running, the music couldn't go away. I was yeah. still doing that. And it just started... Uh, Picking up so well at the time, I got to a point where I was saying, I think, I think I can do this without, you know, and I enjoy it. So yeah. not to say, you know, I, I knew which one I enjoyed more. Like I said, okay. which one I felt more passionate about. So it just ended up, and like I said, most of the time, most of the things sometimes you don't see it yourself, mm. but certain people see it in you. And for me, that's what it took. It took people to come and point out that, you know, what I was doing was great and I could do even better. Mm -hmm. And then I had one or two friends after that saying, look, you can do ABCD, you can do... I never thought I'd ever end up being on TV, for instance. Mm -hmm. No idea whatsoever. It took somebody to come and say to me, look, we want you to go on TV. And I said, but I'm doing a radio show on Radio Phoenix, and that's all for me. I've never looked at... Yes, but we think you can make a... And I'm like, no, I've never seen that before. I have no... Next thing, you know, I was doing Big Brother Africa as a mm -hmm. presenter and then mm -hmm. went on to Studio 53 and then ended up doing that for like seven, eight years. Yeah. whatever. And again, didn't see it myself. Yeah. It was other people saying... And by the time I got into that, again, we're talking about passion. Mm. I used to enjoy Studio 53 so much that we traveled the continent and beyond. I felt that it was even unfair that I was getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, just to travel the continent and see different places free of home. food, hotels, everything, free drinks, you name it. Everything was sorted out. And then you're getting paid on top of it. I was like... What have I done to deserve this? <laughs> like a hint of unfairness. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this is also interesting. A lot of people touching on your point mm. will um, kind of do a degree based on what the family expectation is. So um, you find that, you know, um, and a lot of people that you interact with uh, do that first degree, which they call, what, what do they call, like you owe your parents this one. Yeah. And then you go on to your next thing. Yeah. Um, now, in, in your situation, your late dad was a lawyer. Yeah. Um, was there any reservations of, on, from his side regarding your musical passion? You know, how did that work out yeah. for you? Yeah, my dad was a lawyer. He was a judge and he was very strict. Mm. I, at one point, did not have a say in what I was going to do. So I was already told, you're going to work for this law firm. You're going to be an article clerk. 
you will learn from there to do ABCD and then you will go into university and then you will do your law degree. You will come back after that and you will practice and you will work as a lawyer for the rest of your life. That was his only, that's all he saw. He didn't care much for anything else. And I remember getting into trouble. My mom was supportive of the music part. She always was, and even my siblings. So they used to kind of uh, keep it like a, a secret away from my dad at one point. But my dad knew. You could see he knew it. There was one time I got into trouble for appearing on TV for winning a breakdance competition in Zambia. Wow. And he didn't know about that. And he got ticked. He found off. out when he saw you on I TV. Saw it on t- he got ticked. What is this? This is not how you live your life. This is why you need to go back to school and blah, blah, blah. And this was after secondary school and I was on my break before, you know, going to study. So he was, he was like that. But I mean, he saw that I loved music. I used to play. He even saw me do that at family events where... We'd all go and then I'd be the one DJing. But yep. he just really just felt this is a waste of time. You're not going to make a living from it. And the weirdest thing was we once had a conversation when I was in, I think, grade seven. And he said to me, and I don't know why he set me up like that. He said to me, given the fact that, you know, if it wasn't law, what would you do? I give an answer and then he starts condemning it. I'm like, so why did you ask me then? <laughs> and the it funny was a thing test. is, at that time, I said I would like to do journalism. Wow. And he said, no way. It's, and at that time, when you think of the market then, even mm-hmm. how it was in, in Zambia, and it was all state-owned, there was no private media. He just said, there's no future in this. You're not going to make a living from this. You're not going to... So the weirdest thing is, he said that, and he condemned it, and I went off and I did law, and then come back and turn around, and I found myself, you know, now being a, you know, uh, a media practitioner of sorts, and even, you know, uh, ending up opening a, a radio station. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. I'd, I'd said it by then, but I didn't really envisage it i didn't think i would actually end up doing that but i did in the end it's incredible you know and i think there's a lesson to be learned there in terms of what people see in you like you said earlier will always unlock a deeper potential that you didn't see in yourself but eventually even that will unlock more potential that other people who would have thought they saw your potential didn't even see like you say now you went on to open up flavor and what that does is it sets up, I mean, Flavor FM, it's a 24-hour, seven days a week radio station. It lives on the internet. Yeah. Uh, does it also broadcast on, like, FM? Yes, it's yeah. actually, it first started as an FM radio okay. station. Okay, so now it's global so on FM, the internet. Yes. So uh, you've, you've set up others to also pursue their passion and dreams in you pursuing your passion and dream. Yeah. So if your dad was here to see this and see who you'd become today, in his mind, reconciling what he thought was, Ah, this is just Shishala playing music at the. He would be like, "Wow, yeah, I, I had no idea." Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Actually, yeah. obviously, you yeah, didn't have any right. idea, but he yeah. certainly had no yeah, idea. Yeah, he certainly had no idea. My mom, my mom was proud. I mean, she did encourage it. She did, you, you know, she did say, "Look, do what you like," and I think you. And you see, my mom faced this uh, judgmental talk from her friends, from her peers, whenever they would meet at church on Sundays. Mm. Uh, the last couple of years before my mom passed away about three years ago, four years ago, but before she did, she would meet people about 10 years ago, especially she had a battle with it because she would meet her friends and they would say things like, so your son, you wasted all that money to send him to law school. And then he's just a DJ. Mm-hmm. And that's the expression they would use. They would say, he's just, just a, a DJ. DJ. I know, I know, I know. And that's the expression. And she ended up getting fed up of trying to justify what I was doing. Mm. You know, she got so tired of it. She had to say to them, you know, first of all, we're church. Two, you're hypocrites. Three, you're judgmental. My son looks after me and he looks after other people. He's actually sponsored other kids to go into school and he's doing all of that. The same person you're calling just a DJ has been able to put bread, you know, on the table and food on the table. So for me, as long as at the end of the day, he's doing what he's doing and he's taking care of family and everyone else, I don't see why you should keep 
judging him and coming to say all those things mm. about him. Mm. That was it. No, what, what Zabs was talking about just now, the fact that what you're doing is unlocking the livelihoods, the potential of various people through yes. the, the, you know, the radio station. But you've also got the, the DJ Academy. Yeah. Um, which uh, it's been around like four, 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 no, five years. No, it's not even that long. No, it's not even that long. Really? It's only, it's not even two years yet. No. No, it's not even really? two years yet. Yeah. Okay, so so what, what's the idea behind? Maybe you can uh, yeah, flesh it out. What's what's the DJ Academy? Uh, DJ Academy basically was. I felt that I needed some kind of platform where I can now teach what I've learned and leave some kind of legacy if, if if that's if you may call it that but the point was i needed a vehicle that i can use to uh teach and i think pass on whatever experiences i have had and also manage some people as well and also help promote some so it it it, it has three strings basically three streams running as an academy so mm-hmm. the the first thing obviously from the name itself everyone just believes it's about teaching guys how to dj mm-hmm. but it's a lot more than that yes we have that dj school itself and you can do all of that. You can come and learn the basics, whatever. And, uh, but you also learn other things from packaging, marketing yourself, mm-hmm. branding. Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect. There's also an MC school, basically. Not your type of MC, but yeah. Yeah, the master <laughs> yeah, of ceremony. The master type. of ceremony. I'm that guy too. Because, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm that guy, that guy but too, I'm also yeah. that guy. MC yeah. squared. Yeah. Yeah, I'm MC squared. <laughs> Twice over. But yeah, so that as well is something that I've been doing. I've been mentoring a couple of guys and training them, guys and girls, and then sending them out and even getting them bookings as well to go and do, you know, corporate events and launches. And in fact, it's going to a point where if I can't do them myself, I then recommend some of the students that I've had in the academy to go off and maybe handle those those events. Mm. So being able to to do that. And then the third part is for radio broadcasters. It's also Mm. basically on-air presentation. So those are the three streams running. And... uh, I've also been able to obviously manage one or two like local artists like hip hop, especially like Critic. I think you're aware, like did his album, the Best Before Forever album. So that was yeah. under the Academy itself and oh, yeah. and all of that. Just managed his whole, you know, his album, everything from launching it, from producing it itself, invested in it and sorted uh, mm. sorted that out as well. So that's that's the Academy. But in, in in essence, I just want to be able to just share, I think, experiences and teach the sort of up and coming, mold them a little bit because mm. sometimes uh, uh, these kids are watching people who inspire them, but they're not looking at um, uh, how to get there. For them, it's just about what they see about a person. Right. It's very much, okay, this person drives a range. I want to drive a range, a but range, they don't right. know or understand the journey, you know, the journey itself and what you need to do. And just the professional aspect of, you know, conducting the business or the brand on a personal level. So right. for, a lot of them, I think there's been that need. I used to get, you know, complaints about why am I hogging the business at home for MCing, particularly because most of the large corporates tend to book me for their mm-hmm. events. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, some people even went as far as presenting a petition at one time. Yes, one of, yes. yes <laughs> one of the awards, one of the awards they got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, he's doing this. Wow. Yeah. The, the, the part about petition is the, the early part of the word petty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Haters so go hate. So yeah, there was that. And I was like, look, but now at the end of the day, let the client answer. Mm. Let them tell you why they chose him. Picking. The only thing I can do with you is share my experiences with you and maybe change a few things about maybe even your approach towards your work right, right. and what you're doing and why there's this longevity and the continuity. Mm-hmm. So those are the things I want to 
be able to speak to with you know especially the younger ones and, and mm. teach so that's teach. beautiful um I, I feel like as we go through these things in life and i don't know if you feel the same way we also are being taught almost like our own lives are are, are, are tutors to us yeah we're students of our own lives so in your life right now what do you think at this phase in your life after everything you've gone through where you are this this point what is life teaching you right now um I think one of the best, I think one of the, be humble. Yeah. Yeah. I think humility, I don't, people don't see that humility and genuine humility for that matter can get you quite far. Good point. Genuine, yeah, genuine humility. humility. I think you need to be about that. And I think don't get too wrapped up in what comes with whatever. We've all sort of gone through this whole sort of celeb life and, mm. and whatnot and egos and things like that. I think I've learned that for me, what's worked is, the approachable, I think, persona that I exude in a sense, I think, and also making time for others as well and being able to sit and listen and don't be too self-absorbed. You know, we tend to get carried away sometimes and I'm using the word we. So I'm just taking, I'm talking generally, especially with the industry in itself. We, It's very ego-driven and it's right. all very, you know, self-absorbed and it's very self-serving sometimes. But I think you, you, you kind of have to learn to be able to give back unconditionally. And I think those are the life lessons. You'd be amazed at how if you do things without being calculating and you just have a, a sense of giving and teaching and giving others without any expectations, you'd be amazed at how the blessings come back tenfold. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You, you, you're going on to like three decades in the game, right? Yeah. So there's the longevity aspect about uh, what you've been doing, there's consistency and all those things. But what's, what's the, what drives you when you wake up in the morning? Is it like, well, what's, what's fueling your fire? What's, what's fanning those flames? I think, I think it's the best competition you can have is against yourself. I think compete, look at yourself and set targets. Don't look at other people and say, so-and-so is doing this and this and they're doing better than. I think it's more about always setting your own targets and then beating them. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, the reputation aspect has always been obviously the, the drive. Like, let me stick to this. I don't want to lose. By the time I get to a point where I feel I'm no longer able to, then I think I should take a, a step back. But uh, I think what gets me going is that, yes, I, I want to maintain the consistency and with the reputation, but I also just really, again, going back to the same thing, and I know I'll harp on about that, but I want to teach. I want others to come up the same nice. way if they can and even do better and especially help put Zambia on the map as well elsewhere. It's, it's, you get to a point where, I mean, I do a lot of international gigs, both for emceeing and for DJing, but when you turn around and I look around, I'm going, but... There's no one else. Where's everyone else? Where's everyone else? That's why people that. end up signing be. petitions. Because yes. they're like, <laughs> yeah, I, want to be. like <laughs> I look around, I just see him. Yeah. Where's so, everybody else? So where's everyone? Where's everyone else? So, <laughs> you know, so that's that's that's. I think that's basically that's the drive. Mm. Want to see others as well come come yeah. in and do what they can. I mean, there've been instances where there've been events where I've done for a couple of years, and I've gone back to the client and said, I'm, I'm good. I'm done. Mm. I think give someone else now. Yeah. The opportunity and things like that. And they'll come back and say, is it the money? Do you need more? I'm like, no, it's nothing mm. to do with that. Mm. Right. No, but here's more money. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm. Just look at it. I'm done. This is the best we could go with this. It's been four years. I think that's mm. let someone else, because I think that's something sometimes we, we don't see because sometimes you can have a sense of even a certain reaction you start getting from a crowd and, and you're like, you know what? I think I've been seen enough times. It's enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me go on to something else. Let me even maybe Indeed. find something else. Let me get a, a stronger challenge. This has been a, 
it's ended up just being a walk in the park maybe in the last couple of years. So maybe let me move on to something, something more challenging. Yeah. I love that. Uh, a lot of people, when they, when they become well-established in any field, um, they get into a comfort zone, right? And then after that, they start to feel frustrated because the comfort zone means that in their comfort, they're not challenged. So they don't push themselves any further. And what they do is they start to feel the weight of their legacy on them. Yeah. And you obviously have developed a good way to deal with that is to just impart the knowledge to the next generation and there the generation go. after that. Share the space that you're in. Grow the space that you're in. It's beyond ego. It's beyond superstardom. It's beyond being recognized in public. It's about sharing an experience and growing beyond that. You know, mm. I think that's fantastic. Um, speaking of the future and growing beyond, what do you see as the future of media and the media space in Zambia where you're at? From your personal experience. Yeah, from my personal experience. You know, I'll start by, first of all, maybe uh, stating that, you know, sometimes fast growth is not always the best, you know, and I think people sort of need to learn to take their time and save on what they're doing and perfect it and then maybe grow. But we've had, um, you know, uh, what you might call, the, the airwaves have been opened up in Zambia, but it's been done in such a way that it's gone so fast. Mm -hmm. It's diluting the, it's compromising the quality now. I see. And I think the, the, the powers that be that are supposed to be regulating, I think, in my opinion, I feel, are not doing enough. And they're not scrutinizing new players on the market. And they've ended up diluting the market. So in as much as there are a lot of private radio stations, for instance, that have opened up, and TV stations, the one thing that's not there is content, and content is king. So wow. all you have now is a lot of... There's this proliferation of all these, but there's nothing to offer. We need to go back to sorting out content first mm. because we are there to educate, inform, you know, entertain. But we have this white space now that's been filled up by all these players in the market, but there's very little that you will get across the spectrum, mm. very little that's different. And I think that's where... So I start maybe by stating that. Now you're saying the future. Mm. Like I said, a lot of that has come, but I think... <laughs> It's not a popular, it's not a popular... Sentiment. Yeah, sentiment. But I actually was of the view at some point that it would have been good to see merger of some of the media players and houses so that then they can sort of clean that up and then maybe provide a better, a better package after that out to the rest of you the You mean the ones that are in competition? Country. Yes, that are in competition. But especially some of the younger, sort of smaller ones. Oh, I, I think see, they I need see. to kind of... So like, okay. like, a, like an amalgamation. Yes, of an amalgamation got of you, got you, got you. Okay. We need to get... We need to sort of maybe start considering that and heading that way. Like I said, it's not a popular sentiment, <laughs> but it's something that I've mentioned before in other yeah. forums. And I've said, you know what, we need to start looking at that because they're just all these that have been thrown out there and some of them are just barely even swimming, mm. barely even... They're not even recognized. They're just taking up airwaves mm. for nothing. Mm. How extremely Gaddafi of you <laughs> <laughs> to want people to come together. Yeah. What kind of nonsense is that? What does a DJ listen to? A seasoned DJ with pedigree in 2017. Not to play, not for the job, for himself. I isn't correct. I'm stuck in my ways, you know, old, old. Oh, dog new tricks uh, combination. Big Shaq, maybe? I, I, I'm really very... No, not Big Shaq. No, I'll go... Come on, the tingle. Yeah, the tingle. Perspiration tick. But, uh, but I'm not sweating it. <laughs> no, it's incredible. I'm still into my... I, I really love my old school music. I really do. And and, and I'm very... I'm always... I'm very biased over that. I think, for me, the, the purest form of uh, music that was written and even performed in studios 
is still from the 80s. I, I love that era more than any other. I, oh. I sit there and I examine the music and I listen to how structured it was, but also how well-written it was. Mm. You know, I look at how we used to be subtle when we are macking on a girl. Yeah. You know, the way you would write yeah. a song was very much, it was very subtle. It was subtle. It's not the way today you just... See a girl and say, words. I want to jump into your pants right away. And <laughs> yeah. Even that, bro. Even that, is... you restrained yourself, yeah. which is admirable, because yeah. that's not what they do. Because that's not what they do. That's I do not what they, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I loved how it was quite a pure form of, uh, I think, music for me. I love R&B and, and soul yeah. from the 80s. I still, it still captures, I think, my main playlist up to now. But of course, yeah. there are other genres. I, I'm into my jazz as well. Yeah. And there's there's some, if, if I fast forward, there there's some, you know, I, I like the sort of neo-soulish mm -hmm. uh, sound as well, of course, that nice. I do. And uh, some house music, some. Mm, Not, nice. You know, I, I do listen to a little bit of uh, that as well. But I, I do stick to my old school music. South African house music. Didn't you, like, uh, facilitate Heavy K and uh, who else? Yeah. I've and a bunch of other South African Yeah, I've brought them into the country quite nice, a bit. Yeah. I mean, I've been... I've done quite a few, you know, from DJ Cleo, obviously. I think mm. he was the first one I... No, actually, the first time I was ever involved in anything was Boom Shaka. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. With Matale. Oh, this we is like that. in the nineties. Yes, that's a Boom big Shaka. That was deal. one of the first ones. Wow. Then after that, obviously, I really wasn't into promotion of... But yeah. the yeah. last 10 years, yes, mm. I've been, you know, into... I mean, facilitated quite a number of gigs, sponsored some, organized nice. some, been a promoter yeah. for. But if you saw, you know, there's uh, you know, Heavy heavy Care you've mentioned, Casper mm. uh, Vest, um, mm. uh, Liquid Deep, Mikasa, yeah. obviously, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Professor, nice. like you said, you know, and, and yeah. a couple of others, and DJs as well, a couple of DJs as well. None, so, I, I know we're on limited time, one. but there's, there's, yeah. there's one thing I wanted to check with you, and this yeah. is to do with money. Touchy <laughs> subject for most. <laughs> now, um, over over the years, this is the one thing that's very evident is that you you get a lot of money. Just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> so you funny. get money. You <laughs> just putting it out there. Uh, this <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> no, but the thing, being no, 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 I'm, I'm being serious. Like yeah. when when back in the day when I was trying to push out music, yeah, and I didn't have money to to fund these projects. Yeah, like, guess you got money. <laughs> But the thing is, now at fast forward, you know, we're all doing okay, you know, you know, all doing okay. A humble brag there. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. But how, what, what's your view on money? Because you, you've got a, a, a way in which you, you manage that very well. You know what I mean? Like, um, you, you make money, but then you manage it, you, you, you manage it well, mm -hmm. which is a, a skill which most people in the entertainment industry don't have. No. Yeah. And that's why careers are short-lived, because yeah. people don't, see how they can, uh, you know, shuffle things, invest, etc. Yeah. So just try to get, you know, it's, what, it's what's your view one, there? Long term, long term goals versus instant gratification. Prefer the long term goals, not the instant gratification. The instant gratification, you know, is short lived and it's, it's if you want to flex and show people that you're doing ABCD, that's just in that moment. But I think you have to look at long term goals. But having a, a solid family foundation, I think, really helps a lot as well and involving your partner in the business you tend to find keeps you grounded you know i think that is one of the mm. i think keys a lot of people sort of go out there and do these things and will even hide it from their wives or girlfriends or whatever because they don't want to be transparent about what they're earning mm. or what you know but you tend to find that if you've got somebody who you sit and discuss things with all the time and look at what you're targeting you tend to find that it keeps you 
keeps you focused. But also, you know, you're living for them as well. You're living for family. You want to make sure there's something left, you know, for your kids afterwards. So uh, the flashiness has never really been uh, something for me that I want to, you know, show in a sense, in as much as, like you said, there's comfort, yes, but... Yes, you will see it. There moment. I know people, like you said, see it. They're like, oh, look at what he drives. Look at... But all those things are not... Mm. Are not just things I sort of sit up and dream. And I still sit there, take out a little book and go, I want to do A, B, C, D here. Or maybe yeah. this time I can afford A, B, C, D there. Mm. And that's it. And it's incredible. For me, the greatest investment I think I've had, apart from putting money back into the business, has been to also enjoy it by seeing the world mm. and yeah. traveling a lot. It's, it always, and it always refreshes my... Mind, I come back, I look at things and go, okay, taking a break, time to work again. But I, I think most people don't put the money back into their businesses. I think mm. this is where maybe part of the problem is. I can even tell you, like, even just from running, say, the academy or even the radio station and all of that, mm. there are things that we could have done and would have been so flashy about, but instead decided to put back in mm. and just try and invest mm. a little bit more and improve where you can so mm. that that way... It lasts longer. So, yeah. All right. So, rapid fire is very simple. Um, before we wrap it up, um, I'm just gonna fire a word at you. Chill. If you have a word, you must fire as well. Mm. Just five words, and then okay. you just tell us whatever comes to your mind. Oh, it wow. could be a thought. Okay. It could be whatever comes to your mind. <laughs> right. And don't think too deeply. Yeah, don't spend, too, no, don't no, spend no, too much time. Don't spend too much time. No, no. Don't spend too much time on it. Let's start. Let's start nice and easy. So, word one: legacy. Consistency. Word two. Okay, I'll take it. Beyonce. <laughs> not my thing. <laughs> How is Beyonce not anybody's thing? Anyway, it's your rapid fire, bro. Send the bees if yes, you want to, yo. but I can't interest it. That's the hashtag. Yeah, the beehive's coming for you, bro. Um, uh, growth. <laughs> uh, ooh, growth. Mm, always mentally feeding your soul. Kalusha mm. Bwalia. <laughs> what was that thought? I want to know that thought. That thought is what I want to know. What passed what? your time? No. Oh. <laughs> Greatness, I guess. That's a better thought. Mm. I think that's a much better thought. Yeah. Thank you. How many was that? How many have we done? I think we've done four. Okay, uh, let's do another one. Um, um, voice. <laughs> no fake voices here, please. Okay, that's a good thought. We'll keep that. Is that five? Uh, are, we, are we done? I no. think that's all of it. No, 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 Except when it's destroying nations. However, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for coming. No, that threw me. That threw me. I was going to start giving you a lecture on. So, see the pros and the cons. The thing is. Well, definitely, your legacy will last long. Thank you so much for making time while you're here before you get that flight back home. Um, we were supposed to have done this three days ago or something, or a week ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that you were able to rearrange your schedule is very much appreciated. No, no, thank no, you for no. the contribution across the continent, eh? no, to the you. culture, to the space, and to generations to come. We really, yo, we value it out here, man. Thank you so much, thank bro. Thank you. And great job. I love what you guys are doing. This is so inspiring, you see? Yeah, and enjoy the rest of your stay out here. Don't be too quick to to leave. 
you know, let's hang out where we can. Anytime Absolutely. you come, give us a shout. We're here for you. No, thank you guys. I appreciate right. it again. So so we're done now. Yeah, we're, done we're, we're done now. We're done now. No, no, no. you don't know. <laughs> but we are done now. We're done now. We're done now. We're done now. Oh, man. <laughs> he kills me. Bless.